Drivers, how are you doing? Today we're going over the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 at Texas Motor Speedway. But before we get into that, I just want to show you our website really quick. So if you Google DFS Tavern, if you use link in description below, however you want to get here, I would highly advise you check out the PGA and UFC content as well. But if you click on the NASCAR tab, it'll take you to the O'Reilly Auto Parts page. We have our video showing up. We have our DK contest, our stat model. And if you scroll all the way down, you see laps led and track layout and other stats that you might want to look at here on the bottom but if you click the stat model it'll show you the drivers rankings the names the owners all the information you want to look at their salary on DK the salary on FanDuel the rating since 2018 possible DK points their track history everything you want to look at to start making lineups and a great starting point it's all there for you it's all free for you I'd highly advise you to go check it out and if you want a free entry into our DK contest next week, let me know what you think of Ryan Newman. I, I'm, I'm tempted to really look towards Ryan Newman this weekend. Um, I'll keep you updated on that later in the video of why this is important. But let me know, where, where do you think Ryan Newman finishes? Do you think he's a top 15 material? Do you think he's top 20 material? Let me know. Uh, now, looking into this race, let's get right into the nit and gritty of all this stuff. Uh, to start my research and to start looking into it, um, looking at the drivers I want to look at, I'm going to be looking at the fall race last um, year. It's going to—I think—that's a great um, starting point, and I think that's what the tracks is going to race like. I think that's how the cars are going to race like. I think that's how everybody's going to race like. I would also look at last week at Kentucky. That race. Is going to be very similar to this one in terms of it's a single groove racetrack and they're putting the pj1 down it's very very similar looking at the pj1 i mean that's either going to be non-existent or it's just going to overpower one of the lanes of the tracks if you look at kentucky last weekend they put way too much in the outside lane that track which is typically a bottom groove racetrack it just moved the groove up half a lane one lane up uh, and it made the the outside line overpowered and it killed anybody who started on the inside on restarts it should be either the same song and dance at texas or the complete opposite to where the inside lane with no pj1 is going to be fastest or the outside lane with some pj1 is just going to be overpowered once again um turn one might be four thousand feet but the restarts are the only time to pass on uh, with this car with this package and on this track and if everybody's going to be fighting for that one lane that's where chaos is going to happen just keep that in mind um when when you're making lines and when you're looking at this race uh looking at how the race should play out i we're gonna have long green flag runs and we're gonna i think we're gonna have clusters of cautions throughout the race uh what do i mean by that well last in, in the fall race that first stage had six cautions in it to start it off um, that was the most in any stage last year up to that point, and I believe the rest of the year I don't think one stage had six cautions in it, um, and that's with practice. Uh, what What's causing those crashes? Well, like I said, this track is one groove. If you get out of that groove, there's no grip. Uh, if you get out of the groove, it's, there's going to be dirt and dust and junk just all over the track, as, as we've seen this year. If you're out of the groove, you just throw up dust and dirt. It's bad, man. It's bad. Uh, so you got to just stay in that one groove. You got to stay in the bottom two lanes, otherwise you're screwed. Um, the places that gave people trouble last year uh, are not really going to be addressed this year because there's no practice, and those... Uh, trouble spots are the exits of the corners, so exit of turn two and turn four, everybody kept, you know, looping the rear end and hitting the wall. 
um, in those corners or just in the middle of the corner losing grip when you're racing side by side someone you know they don't have practice they can't set the car up for that um, so I don't expect to see a whole lot of improvement in that category of people you know being able to actually hold hold the car under them I think we're gonna see cars spin out in, in turn one and two I think that's how it's gonna go and then it's just gonna go to just a long green flag run uh, after that probably the full third stage and second stage are just gonna be green flag runs so what does that mean um, in terms of uh, DraftKings and in terms of fantasy stuff well if you look at dominator points there's 250 of them and if you look at the past race at Texas and how many guys go a lap down I want to try and build a lineup with guys who all have top 15 potential the the difference in speed and the difference in just how fast and how slow some of these cars are the leader in clean air is going to pull away from people whoever that is and they're going to start knocking people a lap down and if you're if you're probably 28th on back you'll be two laps down at some point if you're 20th on back you'll probably be stuck a lap down and i think the leader is probably going to get all the way up to maybe 14th or 15th place uh, and put those guys a lap down and if that if that goes the entire race or if there's like late race cautions or whatever and you have a driver trapped a lap down you basically have no upside in that lineup or at least in that driver because they're they're stuck there they can't really gain any positions if they're the first car one lap down at the end of the race and the race ends that way you know you just got trapped one lap down that, that's how your guy is so that's why i want to aim for the drivers who will most likely be just top uh, 15 contention looking at the dominators looking at eric amarola and ryan blaney DraftKings is basically forcing us into a situation where you need to play one of these guys um they're both at a discount if they end up leading 150 laps which, which i th i honestly believe one of these guys will only because the leaders is going to stay out if you look at last week at eric amarola yes he had a fast car but what, what gave him the lead the track position early and his ability to just stay up front through cautions, through pit stops, through the race. He would just keep on pulling away, and that's how he led almost half the race there. So um, my dominator list include these drivers. So it's Eric Amarola, Blaney, Harvick, Hamlin, Elliott, and Truex. So Eric Amarola, he's been fast this year. His last six races have all been top fives. He'd led laps last week, like I just said, had a very fast car, and I swear uh, SHR is, is sharing um, whatever Harvick's uh, setup is that's my only explanation for how shr has just become so quick and consistent between all four cars um ryan blaney he, he raced poorly here last year uh in the fall the team admitted that they missed the setup they just weren't prepared and they were chasing the car all race long now granted he has a new crew chief and this is a you know quote-unquote blaney track which means you know anytime we go to these flatter tracks like kentucky kansas texas um, these are the tracks that we expect Ryan Blaney to get out in the front and lead, but I just don't think that happens. I think Eric Almarola is the one who has the faster car, who has the better car, who has experience this year starting up front and fighting and holding on to positions. I think Eric Almarola is going to be the guy to choose between these two to, to lead laps. That's just how I look at it. And some people are saying, well, you, you know, you know, you can play them both. They can both take turns leading laps. I don't think that's viable. I don't think... Um, they both lead laps. I think it's one or the other, and I think you need to choose. Um, if it's Eric Amarola or Ryan Blaney, I would just – I'm going to be on the Eric Amarola bandwagon. Um, I've been on it this whole time. 
Um, and there's nothing really pointing me towards getting off of that right now. I expect to see the same thing as last week where Eric Amarola will probably lead the first stage and all the way into, into the mid of the second stage and then probably lose the lead there to Kevin Harvick or somebody else. So that's my argument for those guys. Uh, Harvick, I mean, he's the fastest car in the circuit. I don't need to really say a whole lot there. Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin has done very poorly at these tracks like this other than Homestead. Uh, sure, he won at Pocono. He finished second at, in the first Pocono race, won the second one. But, I mean, that's Pocono. That's a flat track. That's not Texas. That's not a 1.5 mile. If you look at his 1.5 mile races, uh, he, I mean, he's been in contention, in, in contention. He's been there. He just hasn't got it done. I don't see it from Denny Hamlin. Um, Chase Elliott, he technically has the best 1.5-mile car this year. And in the last five, uh, he has been on fire at those tracks, although he hasn't finished it. He hasn't been able to really close the deal other than in the second Coca-Cola, or in the second Charlotte race. Uh, why is that? Chase just doesn't have the drive. He's not as aggressive, and he chokes a lot. He won the All-Star race, and he won the second Charlotte race because he had the, the, the clean air. He was able to pull away from people. Anytime he has to race people for a win and in a race like Atlanta, uh, these races that he has a good car, he just, he just chokes. He doesn't do well. The ownership is going to spike because anytime Chase does anything, the, the Elliott fans just pop out of the woodworks. They're worse than Gordon fans. They just own him in every contest. His, his ownership is going to be spiked because he just won on Wednesday. I don't see it. I just don't see him being a dominator. And then Truex, I imagine Truex will get up to the front. If he's able to get up in the front, it's going to be the Truex and Harvick show battling it out for laps led and whoever wins. So my my main guys that I'd focus on to be dominators in this race would be Eric Amarola, Kevin Harvick, and Martin Truex Jr. And this is a race where I'd probably sprinkle in Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Keselowski, maybe even Kyle Busch, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting them in lineups based on their upside to finish well, not necessarily uh, to be a dominator, if you get what I'm saying there. Now looking at the cash plays, the safe plays, the value plays that I look at, uh, we're funneled to three drivers this week. It's Ty Dillon, it's Michael McDowell, and it's Corey LaJoy. Uh, Ty Dillon is a must play in my eyes. He has been uh, doing very well recently, way better than at the start of the year. He ran very well at Kentucky, he finished 16th there, and he, he had a top 22 car in speed there um he's just been running better 30 starting 30th he should easily pay off his price at six to seven hundred dollars uh if you look at michael mcdowell um there was a point in that race uh with what it was at 10 to go where it was almost like oh man you need michael mcdowell he's this idiot's gonna finish 10th you need him uh, and then he got shuffled to the back on that last restart, finished 24th. And then if you were the person who pivoted off of Michael McDowell and went to Cole Custer, you looked like the genius. Uh, but it flip-flopped back and forth between Cole Custer and Michael McDowell last week. Um, but Michael McDowell starting 34th, you need him. Unless he wrecks. The only way he doesn't do well is if he wrecks. I mean, that's every, that's anybody. But he ran well last week just by determination and sheer grit. This is another situation where I think you need to look at Michael McDowell, and he's too cheap. $6,600 is just too cheap. If you don't want to go there, the third guy I see that people are funneling to and that we're being funneled to as players is Corey LaJoy, starting 36. Corey LaJoy needs to finish around 25th to pay off the value, or to be value. Uh, I think he finishes around there if you think he does better. 
or if you just want to pivot off the chalk of McDowell and Ty Dillon, you can go there. And Daniel Suarez, it would be the last one, starting 37, $6,400. I'm not too crazy about him, but that's just a pivot you can make if you don't want to do the Ty Dillon or McDowell train. Anybody other than those four, I just don't see it as like a value play or, or super, super safe play. Uh, the GPP plays and considerations that I would look at, starting off with Alex Bowman. He offers great place differential. He's back at a 1.5 mile. This is a track that we have seen him run very well at. Um, his rankings are in top five at 1.5 mile tracks, starting 12, $8,400. Uh, I think a guy that you need to look at, I have him projected for a sixth place finish. Uh, Tyler Reddick and uh, Eric Jones, look, I don't really need to talk about them. You're already considering them. And for good reasons, I'm not even going to really touch on them too much. And then touching base with the question I asked earlier of how Newman is going to do, if you look at how Ryan Newman has done the past four races and how his prices have, have been or what his pricing has been at, I'm not exaggerating, but I'm just kind of clumping in together the last two months of where he's been price-wise and everything. He has basically been priced to where he needs a top 15 finish to pay off give or take and if you look at his last four races or i mean if you let's just let's look at ryan newman's dk points uh let's say like last eight races let's just look at them so the quicker state 400 at walmart started 23rd finished 17th 34 dk points the brickyard started 14th finished 34th negative 10 points pocono 350 started 6th finished 18th 14 points the first pocono race started 13th finished 15th 30 DK points. Sagako 500, 14th, 24th. I know this is Talladega, uh, but 14 DK points there. The, the Vodka 400, or the Dixie Vodka 400, started 14th, finished 30th, negative 1 points. The Blue Emu Pain Relief 500, started 16th, finished 12, 40 DK points. Folds of Honor, started 17th, finished 14th, 33 DK points. Food City 500 presents the Supermarket Heroes 500. Started 17th, finished 15th, 32 DK points. No matter what track it is, no matter what the pricing is, he is valued as like a top 15 driver, and he hasn't really been able to pay that off a whole lot of times. Now, going back to Texas, being a single file racetrack and trying to fit in as many people as you can that'll finish top 15, I think Ryan Newman needs to be considered in this situation. $6,300 is not insane. I think he can finish top 15. I think by sheer determination and stubbornness and numinous, he will finish 13th or 12th. That's what I'm looking at. If that's the case, I think it's worth putting him in a lineup. I just found that interesting uh, looking at the stats. It was just, he's, he's, he's projected for a top 15 and he just, he's, he's slightly, um, missing the mark every week. I think this might be a week that people are like, well, he's not going to do it. He's, he's not going to hit it. He's not going to be value. And um, you might have to go to him. If you don't want to go to him, I think Chris Buescher offers the same thing, a little bit riskier, but I think he's in the same boat as well. This is a racetrack that he just needs the fight for that top 15 there. And then William Byron has showed a lot of speed. I think you need to look at him as well. Jimmy Johnson could be considered an Austin Dillon. I think those would round out my GPP picks. If you want my entire player pool, if you want my entire projections, if you want my cash plays, my GPP plays, my full heat map, go to the DFS Tavern Patreon page. And for five bucks a month, you can get that. I'll be in Discord. I'll be in there helping you out. I'll be in there answering your questions for five bucks a month. Come in there, visit with me. And for $10, you can get all our sports at DFS Tavern. Go check out our Patreon page. And thank you guys for listening. The best of luck. 